Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Please don't say you recorded Please don't say you started recording Hello and welcome to this week's Hanks Bank, your weekly update on what Tom Hanks is doing. This week, Tom Hanks, gosh, wow, he had a new trailer. Jamie, did you like this trailer? Guess what, Americans, British people, we don't know Mr. Fred, Mr. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, Uh, he wears a sweater. Why? Is it because he likes spending time with children? Do we think this is suspicious? I feel like you're honest. I think there's a lot of British people who are confused by this weird guy. Guy talking softly, he's a bit okay. okay. I feel like you are going to alienate every single one of our American listeners. For Mr. Rogers is akin as close as we get to a prophet these days, I think, in American standards. That, that's true, that's true. And uh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to meet. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not. so so let's let's track back. There's a few things here. Firstly, sure. you I don't know what when you actually started recording, but either it was during or right after you... I can only describe it as petered out. Yeah. You were in the middle of a sentence and oh, then no. sort of went... Oh, no. And then I think you started recording. Perfect time to start recording. Secondly, were you trying to steal my thunder by doing the thing that I do every week and then doing it incorrectly? I'm going to be honest, I panicked. I, I definitely panicked and I thought, shit... Jamie's looking at me. I gotta double down. Let's 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 one up him. I'm gonna replace you, Jamie. So, it's gonna be me versus me next time. Okay, I'll ease your panic. So sure. we write this shit yeah. with our weekly tradition of hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks's entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon. With me, I lots. Uh, oh no, the words oh, of oh no, I fucked it up for the first time ever. Hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review all of Tom Hanks's IMDb. I'm here. This this week with Jamie. Say hello, Jamie. Hello. It was close. It was close. You said all of Tom Hanks' IMDb. Actually, the phrasing is where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. Hello, and welcome <laughs> to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm your host, Al, here this week with Jamie. Say hello, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. We fixed it. The curse has lifted. <laughs> the show where we... Just sort of start about four times. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing this week, Al? Uh, I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. As it turns out, my girlfriend being away for a week, I'm around the middle point. I just break down. <laughs> There's a pile of clothes on that beanbag. Uh, I put a rug over it to try and make it look better. Um, I'm going to get to, like, tomorrow and, like, panic tidy the entire house really thoroughly and then I get it messy the next day and then panic tidy it again. Uh, so yeah, that's where I am. Cool. Quite you. So you're sleepy. Uh-huh. You're you're sleepy, Al. Mm. You know what I've been doing this week. For listeners, sure. uh, I have a week long intensive tutoring uh, this week. I'm teaching uh, two German children English. Uh, it is uh, in Lingfield. For anyone who doesn't know where Lingfield is, it's about an hour and fifteen minutes outside of London. Yeah. Uh, I'm driving down every single day. It starts uh-huh. at nine a.m. I have to be up at six forty-five a.m. every single day. Then go drive for an hour and fifteen minutes. Then teach English for five hours, and then drive another hour and fifteen minutes. It's back. I am crumbling up the seams, Alexander. Let me check. When you say up at 6.45, it's like you're out of the house at 6.45 or you use your alarms for 6.45? Uh, my alarm is at 6.45. Well, well, my alarm is one of those fancy alarms that measures
monitors your sleep cycle and then wakes you up at the most ideal opportunity in a half an hour period. So my alarm is set between 6.45 and 6.15. This morning, I woke at 6.20, Alexander. I am dying. Jamie, um... Oh, Christ. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna... I'm gonna... uh, Tell a kid Santa Claus isn't real. Um... Uh, I too am a grown up, and therefore I also wake up about half six uh, pretty much every day. Uh, yes. Adulthood is bad. Yes, but you uh, don't drive to work. That's true. It's very exhausting. You're, you don't drive Jamie, down country lanes that you don't know, and everyone else seems to know so well that they are very comfortable driving 60 miles an hour right at you. It's kind of scary, Al. You're becoming more and more of a dad every day. I can see the moustache coming in. <laughs> oh, no, uh, you can't. Your, that's a lie. Your socks are getting higher. <laughs> your shorts are getting shorter <laughs> and yet more tight. <laughs> Um, the other bonus of this, uh, Al, is that um, yep. I was uh, given the task of, while I'm not supposed to be teaching them their sure. academic syllabus for the next mm-hmm. year, I was given their academic syllabus yep. uh, as a way of, you know, a leaping off point and exactly. using these topics so that while I'm teaching them English, it can also be about themes that's relevant to their syllabus. Sure. Great. Now, one of these children, their, their syllabus is African-American history. Great. All of it. Ooh. All of it, Al! And who better? Who better to teach about African-American history than this... This little... This small boy bitch boy from South London! (laughs) It's very uncomfortable, Al! I don't... I didn't know that much about it anyway. Now learning more about it and having to teach it is awfully uncomfortable. You're not a fan of uh, white rich people's relationships with African Americans? No, no, not really, not really. And having to, you know, <laughs> ask him, give him essay questions like, why is it important to learn about slavery? <laughs> it is important. It is important, yeah. I mean, I knew the answer, but. Ooh, so that's how my week is going. Additionally, uh, we yeah, are yeah. in. Um, uh, episode two of our three-episode week. Yeah, we're recording three episodes in a friends. week. We're still friends at the moment. Surprise! I mean, I'll be honest. Better than last time. Yeah, better than last time. I already have a headache. No, no, it's true. This podcast, this episode already is off to a awful start for me. Um, I am sweating. I have a headache. Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm solving that by drinking the vodka I can drink. Keep my freezer. Uh, these sorts is, of is that your emergency That's vodka? That's my emergency vodka. I need it cold because I've the world is hot. I looked at it. I believe it is Glenn's. Uh, no, it's 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 uh, Smirnoff. Oh, it's Smirnoff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, treating yeah. yourself oh, right. No, of well, like I, I drink it. Uh, the, what I realised a while back is uh, beer has lots of calories. Vodka does not. If I buy <laughs> one bottle of drink every three weeks, it averages out to what I normally drink in beer. So it's fine. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, more than three weeks. Shit, that's been a while now. Uh, Jamie, um, before you go into uh, your phone thing, yes, I think I might know what that is. Uh, yes, I, I have to admit. I'm yeah. really sorry about this. I'm kind of disappointed in your teaching style, Jamie. Okay. You're teaching these people about African-American history. Yeah. And yet you, your first instinct wasn't to go, as mine would be, uh, to bond for other vanities. And <laughs> I, 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 honestly, any chance you can get to just raise the podcast viewership. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you need to learn English to listen to these two guys speak way too quickly and way too loudly <laughs> about films that are bad with Tom Hanks in them. 
I'm disappointed. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. I'll make sure I'll put that down in the lesson plan tomorrow. It will at least fill up some time. Now, uh, you did see me looking on my phone, sure. and um, what what might you think this might be, Al? You you were going to make a prediction. I I think uh, there's a little lady out there you have an apology to. Yes. Uh, or maybe enti- actually our entire fan base. Yes. Um, could you remind us of her name, Alexander? Patricia. Okay, good. I did have Patricia written down here. I just wanted to double check. <laughs> Let me for comedy change it. Hi, Glenn. <laughs> um, so, yes, I do have uh, an apology letter this week. Uh, Dear Patricia, and thus, the Hanks Bank community at large. Last week, it was requested that I make an apology letter. This was due to a minor error I had made the week prior in trying to form a joke about Meg Ryan playing three different characters in the film Joe vs. the Volcano. I had accidentally said that Bulbasaur's second evolution was Venusaur, and not, in fact, the correct answer, Ivysaur. This was an egregious error, one that I realised and corrected later in the episode, expressing my deepest shame in myself and regret. Despite this, on last week's show we had a section of French thoughts! French thoughts! I realised that was a very intense... When I was creating a mood, but you can't just say French thoughts. It wouldn't be correct. You have to say French thoughts! And you are welcome, listeners, for me moving away from the mic while I do that. <laughs> so, despite this, Patricia wrote into the show, in what has subsequently come to be called Patricia Gate, <laughs> to make claims that despite repeated references to my video game fandom throughout the show, I made so simple an error as to mistake one of the starter Pokemon's evolutions from the first generation of Pokemon. And therefore, Patricia claimed I must be a fake gamer girl. I felt this was an unfair criticism. (laughs) Has Patricia ever felt the stress and pressure of making a podcast? (laughs) It's hard out here. I'm putting my heart on the line every week, and to call me out for such an error was nothing short of abuse. (laughs) And thus, this is not an apology letter, this is an attack letter. And your ears best be ready, Patricia, because I'm bringing the heat! (laughs) Would a fake gamer girl have played the entirety of the Metal Gear Solid series not once, but twice? Would a fake gamer girl have ploughed more than 250 hours into both Divinity Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin 2? Would a fake gamer girl have bought a 4K TV and a PS4 Pro exclusively to play Red Dead Redemption 2 on 4K? An objectively horrible financial decision. Would a fake gamer girl... And be ready, Al, because I'm about to make a big revelation. Have this not be the first podcast he has ever created. And the first actually be a gaming podcast he made at the age of 15 as a member of a community-run podcast feed for a gaming forum that he absolutely begs is impossible to find to this day. I think not. Now, Patricia, that you've made me bear all made me expose myself for the very real gamer girl that I am, made me admit that I was an active member of a gaming forum from the ages of 13 to 19, which I literally tell no one, including my best friend and co-host sat across from me, who is quite literally gobsmacked. (laughs) I hope you are happy, Patricia. And I hope you reconsider next time you want to throw around such heinous accusations. Kind regards, hope you're well, Jamie. Any thoughts, Al? Mm. Firstly, I apologise. You are literally in tears! <laughs> Firstly, I do apologise that up until this point you did believe you had popped my podcast cherry. 
and it is not the case. However, considering how fantastic I have been on this podcast, did you think I just popped out the womb like this? No, this has been cultivated. Anyway, thoughts, Alexander? It's just, um, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I, I thought this was uh, special. I thought I was your first. <laughs> I thought this uh, meant something. <laughs> you know, it's not like we've been doing it for 22 weeks. Uh, we've been doing it much longer. Yeah, we have. We started back in October last year. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, first of all, I don't like that you call it Patricia Gate when it should clearly be fake Gamergate. <laughs> Um, which this will be henceforth redubbed. What was the podcast called? I refuse to tell you. I'm not just going to go through every gaming podcast, which was back in 2015. 2015, I was uh, way way before that. 2015, I was 22. I didn't have my gaming podcast at 22. Um, Yeah, I, I will say, literally in real life, there is... I believe one, maybe two other people I've ever said that to. This is what Patricia has brought me to. I'm going to hunt those people down <laughs> and find the name of this podcast. It was the last thing I do. Yeah, um, yeah so yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's my uh, non-apology letter this week. I mean... Now, dear listeners, you may, you may have noticed... Sorry, are you done? Did you have any no, further? No, no, okay, no, good. No, my mind's blown. Um, I can't speak for the rest of the <laughs> um, Now, dear listeners, you may have forgotten that this is a Tom Hanks podcast and you may be wondering why even by our standards we are bloviating a little nah. bit at the beginning of this podcast and that might be because we are we are looking at an interesting case this week for listeners of our last uh, podcast we we made a big decision this week's episode is about Radio Flyer sure a film released in 1992 yeah and if you were to watch Radio Flyer while you would definitely see Tom Hanks in it you might watch the credits and not see him named, for it is an uncredited role. However, it does appear on his IMDb. Sure. And we did decide last week that we are the show that chronologically reviews Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. Yeah. And thus we must commit. However, sure. Tom Hanks isn't in this film very much. Uh, here's, here's what I'm going to say. I agree. And, and that's why we're bloviating. And that's why yeah, we're because we don't want to talk about this film very much. Um, I will say, and this, uh, you know, we'll go into more detail at the end. Uh, for a film in which he's uncredited, oh, he's yeah. in a lot. I literally thought he was going to like walk in at the end and be like, "I'm old, Barbie," <laughs> and he's not. No, no, he's, no. He's in it he's a lot more the than entire you... beginning, and there at the end, and he, and narrates, he narrates the, the movie. entire thing. If anything, he's the lead adult actor in this film. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's very strange that he's uncredited. However, we have committed, we are reviewing it this week. But before we get into our usual historical yeah. and show context, Alexander, of course, we have to give the the longer concept to this show. We are, sure. of course, it's yeah. going to be the about ninth time that this has been said in this show, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm probably going to have that on my gravestone, or oh, at I least so. or so. at least an audio recording of me saying yeah, yeah, yeah. it constantly on loop like at little my grave. Like little People will be like laying flowers and they'll be like, Aaron and my grandpa, Jamie, and they put on the flowers. And well, be like, well if, that, if that's the case, then sure. let me deliver the version I would like it to be. Sure. The show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. <laughs> Got up higher than I thought I could there. <laughs> ah, God, we really are delaying this podcast. So the concept of the show is Aliens Have Invaded. They decided that we must 
prove our worth and so we can join the United States of Space. For some reason, we, us two, have been chosen. We've never really decided why. It was kind of random, kind of not. Uh, we sort of met them in the middle, I think we decided last week. They, they, didn't, they came down to us. They also lifted us up. We met halfway in the middle. Yeah. They decide, prove, us, prove your worth to them. And we were like, cool, what do you want? They was like, show us your greatest human. We were like, cool, Tom Hanks, done. Let's nail it. It's like, cool, show us... Let's watch all his films And we're like Whoa chill All his films aren't that great Let's t- just take A quick two year Hiatus here Don't kill us in those two years Pretty please Fingers crossed We'll, we'll, we'll kiss your buttholes In the meantime um, That's a new That's a new layer To this yeah. To this uh, Weird concept um, And we're just gonna go away We're gonna Watch all of his stuff And then we're gonna come back And we're gonna show you Just the good ones We're yeah, gonna put yeah, those yeah, yeah, Good yeah. ones in the Hanks bank We're gonna present you The Hanks bank And that's gonna be The works from Tom Hanks That's gonna prove our worth To the aliens So we can join The United States of Space That's what we do here God If those German kids Do start listening to this They're not gonna understand A single fucking word I just said To these German kids I wanna say Danke uh, for you saving the uh, EU ecor- economy, I'm sorry we let you down. Cool. Yeah. So that's what we do here, let and of course what we ne- in Europe. <laughs> yes. Um, and what we next do is, of course, give a little bit of historical context and a little bit of show context. However, sure. Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we have a new, we have a new overarching theme for at least three episodes. I came to you yesterday and I said, "Oh, we got three films in 1992. What do we want to do about that?" Because it, you know, breaking it down by. Th- Four month periods, that's probably going to suck a little bit. And you came with a brilliant suggestion. What was your suggestion, Alexander? So, look, I, I, I thought to myself, and I thought, you know, Jamie uh, has been in, in, in school more recently than I have. That, admittedly, that was drama school. And so, logically, although he is a tutor, and although he's, he's reasonably well paid as a tutor. <laughs> weird, um, weird thing to bring up. I, I much better than I, <laughs> much, per hour, much better paid than I am. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter. Um, I've chosen the wrong career path. Um, I decided, look, I need to educate this young man in front of me who is educating the minds of Germany. Yes. And uh, as such, uh, we, I, Al, the, let's say, housemaster of the year 1992, the dean of knowledge, the uh, grand pumba of history, (laughs) I'm going to teach Jamie for two weeks. And then on week... Three? Well, two weeks, and then on week three, I'm going to test you. Ah, okay. So week three, is the historical context is going to be replaced with a test. Okay. Um, I will say a pledge I'm going to make uh, is normally, as we know, I'm a disgusting narcissist, and I do listen to the podcast uh, because I love the sound of my own voice. But I actually, I see it more as... You know, like a like Some, a sportsman reviewing yeah. game tape. Someone needs to quality control this, but I'm too self-loathing for it to be yeah, me. No, so, so yeah. I'm, I'm looking. I'm I'm studying the tape. I'm looking where we went wrong. Fuck, made that Pokemon error. Shit, what am I gonna do oh, no. so I can improve in the future? Um, but yeah, I do normally listen to the podcast. So for the next two weeks, I'm not going to. I'm going to put my narcissism aside and exclusively try to remember these facts yeah. based on. Yeah. The pure experience of hearing them in person. I also have to ask uh, that you don't Google the year 1992. <laughs> that you don't bring it up in a conversation. Uh, these are exam conditions. Okay. It's like a take-home exam, except one you cannot look anything up for. Okay. okay. Uh, if someone brings up the year 1992, just pretend you didn't hear it. Okay. Uh, I'll stick my fingers in my ears and go, la, 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 la. Okay. So the year 1992, it's, it, it's an interesting year. Yeah. Right? Obviously, as you probably know, you're a young man, you like liberal politics. Of course, the Grand Pumba, like myself, of American liberal politics, Bill Clinton. Yes, that's right. The man we're all uh, a little bit squeamish about nowadays uh, gets elected president at the end of the year. 
because this is an American election year. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, stuff happens. Now, let me tell stuff you, happens. and I want to be real about this, Bush won, has like a mixed year. I'm still kind of surprised Bush won didn't get re-elected. It was about the whole tax thing. It's kind of bullshit. Like, I, I, I guess I'm happy about Clinton, but cool, it's cool, cool. kind of bullshit. Uh, now, I would like to say, yeah. From what I know about American elections, yeah. uh, generally the passing over happens in the January the following year, and yes. the election happens in the November. So it was yeah, yeah, no, no, yes. no. I do agree with you. However, you have been gi- you have yeah, given yeah, yourself yeah. the task of right. doing it over two weeks. Yes, and you've started uh, in November. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Uh, when your history teacher teaches you uh, history in school, they don't do it chronologically. Uh, they, yes, they do, do it they, by theme. They don't go. Let's and, do World War Two. Boom, the, D-Day! The theme this week is lack of sleep. <laughs> the theme this week is, oh shit, I was on a bus. So let me tell you about a little event called Bush Ashuru. What? It's Bush Ashuru. Okay. A little man called George W. Bush One. I don't believe that is his name. Yeah. I believe it's Senior. Well, I mean, sure. George Bush Senior, it's not George Bush W. First. Bush One. It's George Bush the First. I don't think Technically that... George H.W. Bush the first. We call other Bush George H.W. Bush, but he's actually the most George H.W. Bush. Okay. I, believe. I thought it was George Bush Senior. Uh continue. No, 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 he's a senior, but in the same way that I don't know James the First could be called James Senior, I'm not gonna call James the First James Senior. That's stupid. He's Je- he's uh, George Bush the First. Okay, I'm uh, like c- a continue. King. I'm no, he to... can be a senior too. <laughs> no, I wanna know what his fucking actual name is. I'm George... not saying like Some no? Henry William Bush, I don't know. Um, yeah, so anyway, he's in Japan, it's an election year, and he's thinking to himself, this year is going pretty well. You might remember from last week when I also did the historical context, hmm, what happened? Oh yeah, the Cold War ended. Well, it turns out this year, the Cold War really ends. He and Bob, uh, no, Bob, Bob Yeltsin, also known as Boris Yeltsin, we'll call him Bob for our Western listeners, cool. in Camp David, formally end the Cold War. This is a war that has give or take been going on since the Second World War, and he loses re-election. And that's kind of crazy. <laughs> I want to be real, that's fucking insane that someone can preside over the end of the Cold War. Obama was, to a fair extent, re-elected because they got Bin Laden. But George George Bush Sr. presides over the end of the Cold War and everyone's like, this guy plays the fucking saxophone! First black president! People said that, it was weird. (laughs) But anyway, and this I'm not going to say this is why he lost, but uh, my favourite fact I've learned about the United States too, because there's there's a lot of other stuff. Is is one of the questions going to be who was the first black president? <laughs> I can't say. Uh, you know, look, 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 as always, a lot of sad stuff. Uh, you know, coal mine collapses in Albania. Uh, Diana and Charles break up that year. Cool. I would like to say you you really do well to go out of your way to, to mention no to to mention a sad things, but like around the world sad things. Oh no, of like course. and normally at least. Oh, I'm I, sorry, Jamie. <laughs> check your British privilege. <laughs> well, most of our listeners, I'll be honest, Al, and um, I'm being honest because we can check this yeah. are either American or English. So you know, I try to keep it relatively centric nah. to them. Uh, I've checked. I don't think we've had a single download in Albania. Uh, we've, we've had, had one in Oman we've had from your in, mother when she was true. visiting we've there. We've had a couple in Greece from a friend from America who was visiting Greece yeah. at the time. And therefore, yeah. so thank what, you, Ben. So what we're asking, look, we don't expect 
to get any international listeners. No, no, but but if our national listeners to, could just go on holiday and download our podcast, oh, yeah. it would really boost our image. We'll add it to our tweet deck and send it out to subscribers. But anyway, so back to Bush's show. <laughs> <laughs> President George Bush is in Japan. Okay. And he's at a formal dinner with the pre- Prime Minister of Japan. Okay. Right? Great. Japan is an emperor, has a prime minister. What's not to love? It's like us. They're just like us, too, except they like whaling more. Um, <laughs> I thought we'd string too fast. Um, they're at a formal state dinner. George Bush has a bad piece of sushi and vomits all over the Japanese prime minister. <laughs> and this is such an event, they have to create a word for it. Which is Bushishiro, <laughs> which means to do the George Bush thing, <laughs> or to vomit in public on someone. And you know what? That's the best thing about the year 1992. Nothing else cool. I say in '92 is going to top it up. There's some other stuff, of course. Um, uh, you have uh, uh, what's uh, we call uh, them? Like apartheid continues to end. <laughs> We talked about it ending last week. Oh, it it's, and, as it turns out, history happens over many years. There's, there's, a, there's a really bad running theme of this podcast where you where, no, where you bring up something awful and I laugh because you take so long to get to it that it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And so someone could soup when I die. It's not going to be playing at my grave that lovely ghostly tune. It's just going to be a supercut of. Awful war crimes being mentioned and me laughing at them. You know, uh, this um, podcast will be the end of me, Alexander. Technically, I'm not sure about the council's war crimes. Which yeah, I know. Humanity. I didn't know. Criminal humanity, Jamie. Yeah, okay? I didn't know what to call it. Okay, it's I'm bad. Tired. You don't like it in any sense. But South African State President F. W. De Klerk and Nelson Mandela, who's the ANC leader, are joining award of the Felix um, Hufert Poigny Peace Prize at the UNESCO headquarters in Paris. That's not. I don't know, the Nobel Peace Prize, but it's pretty good too. So cool. Can't happens. wait to get that question white, wrong. White South Africans uh, vote to end apartheid. Uh, there are riots in LA. We're going through like happy and sad things. There are riots in LA. Okay, no, we're not Rodney going through happy. You're just going through sad but things. The end of apartheid okay. is a good thing, Yeah, Jamie. but still bringing up oh, the apartheid. Oh, no, the white British guy sitting here saying, oh, it's a sad thing, the end of apartheid. Wow. Because it's just nicer when we had colonies. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about a little country called Canada. Okay. Uh, it's quite a big country, actually. It's the second largest landmass in the world. Woo! Wait, I'm the Queen's. Wait, it what? is. Second what? largest landmass in the world. But. Country. Is ca- it second largest uh, country landmass for. Bu- country by, by landmass. Land yeah. I was going to say, Canada by itself is not a whole landmass. Uh, I know a lot of Canadians who tell you otherwise. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, I believe that is uh, Canada's plan for Donald Trump. It's they've been slowly soaring at the border <laughs> for about two years. What they've years. been doing is they've been going around New York and California, and they're just going to lift off like an actual hat. It's going to yeah. be great. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's the first, uh, my first instalment of your history lesson, Jamie. Okay. Cool. cool and cool, also, cool. as a history lesson, a history lecturer, as a history teacher, I need to add in a bit of uh, a little bit of uh, you know, you know, a bit of jazz, a bit of that history te- uh, context. And we have some history teacher friends. And of course, uh, therefore, I need to insult you. That's what history te- teachers do. Okay. So, uh, Jones, <laughs> look sharp. What are you sitting there like a ragamuffin? I bet you never read a book in your day. That's right. You're clearly illiterate, you fool. You fool. You thought this essay, it's a B plus. You thought this was acceptable. 
Maybe your mum was an idiot. I don't know. Now, I love your mum, so side note, your mum's great, okay? <laughs> I know we're at social events together. Um, I'm really awkward about talking to people, so I might not talk to her. She's fantastic. I'm not insulting you, mum. That was history teacher Persona Al. All I'm saying. Cool. Now, back to you. I would like to say, considering you know I barely read, it was a bit of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do a film podcast, Al, not a book podcast, and that's for good reason. For our listeners, uh, Jamie, uh, when perusing uh, Wikipedia for context about the show, as we both do, uh, gets the audiobook version of Wikipedia <laughs> and has to sit through the t- whole 10,000 hours each week to get to the party likes. I like to describe myself as functionally illiterate. You <laughs> win <laughs> Donald Trump. Uh, so, um, this week we are reviewing uh, Radio Flyer. Uh, and as always, I think we're starting to do this more because I think it helps with show context. We'll yeah. do a little quick plot summary uh, before doing the show context. I don't want to do a quick plot summary because <laughs> so uh, so it's, it's about two two kids. Uh, one of well, whom is Elijah Wood. That's fun. I, um, it's honestly about, constantly throughout. I was like, which one? and it's the one with green eyes, obviously. But I didn't. Know. Yeah. Um, so um, it's about two kids uh, growing up. Uh, and the, the mum gets divorced and then they get an abusive stepdad and it's about them trying to avoid his abuse that's the whole that's, film that's definitely the quick summary I think Woo. it is I think it is Wait. let's move on swiftly oh yay we're a comedy podcast ha, and this can ha, be fun ha, ha. films so uh, Radio Flyer is released in 90, uh, February of 1992 on a $35 million budget and it makes back $4.6 million dollars it is uh, our second week of a big, big flop. Sorry, how many again? Sorry, uh, thirty-five million dollar budget Jesus. makes back four point six million. Um, I, you, you might watch this film and go, "Why the fuck's this film thirty-five million dollar budget?" And I'll get to that. Uh, so, well, so firstly, Tom Hanks, as we've mentioned, is uncredited uh, as an older version of Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood is one of the two kids. Uh, he plays the older version of him in the flash forwards, I guess, that happened at the beginning and the end. And as you've mentioned, also acts and as a narrator. It is unclear why he's uncredited in this film. As we've said, A, he's a bigger role than you would expect from an uncredited actor. And I could not find anything. I can only hypothesise. And there's potential aspects of he didn't want to... He wanted to take his name off the film when it was being... When it tested poorly. There's also a thing where potentially sometimes actors will uh, forego their crediting rights because it allows them to be paid less and it brings down the budget of a film. A lot of actors will do that for sort of low-budget films. This isn't a low-budget film. In fact, the script was originally hot property and lots of studios were trying to buy it. Eventually, Columbia paid the writer David Mickey Evans $1.25 million. this brings me back to so $1.52 million. One, right? $1.25 million. And this was his first ever Hollywood script. Yeah. That's an insane amount now, for a first writer at the time. For our listeners, um, I am a... Uh, uh, aspiring is too strong a word. Um, occasional. Occasional hobbyist screenwriter. I'll write something, I'll give it to Jamie, he'll give me fair feedback, and I'll go, my heart, and I'll write for another six months. Um, if I was ever paid $1.25 million uh, for a... Script, uh, you just retire there. You don't write anything else. Um, But yeah, that's this is like the this is going into not in the nineties, the peak of when what people were paying for screenwriters. and that's great. But also, clearly happens here where it doesn't make his money back. It's bad. And also, the fact that they then decided he should also direct it, despite the fact he didn't have any direction experience. But they were just like. 
oh, we reckon you'd be good. Here's $1.25 million, direct it as well. Um, they started from filming with a completely different cast from what ends up being... Uh, really? Yep, completely different cast. However, after 10 days, the execs thought it was absolute fucking shit and canned the whole thing. Uh, they brought in... Uh, they ditched Evans as director and brought in Richard Donner, yes. very famous director, for, director of The Omen, the first Superman film yeah, with yeah. Christopher Reeve, as well as The Goonies and the Lethal Weapon series. This is all pre... Um, pre this film so he's already got all of his big um, yeah, credits un, un, under it he's a big big director yeah, Richard, Richard they, big yeah they pay him five million dollars more than the film makes in its entirety they pay him five million dollars and he uh, to they recast the entire film with the cast that ends up being uh, used and he also gets Evans to rewrite the script as well and on they went to make this film that's my uh, show context this week sure so let's get into this now we will I think I think we'll We'll dive in on specific moments, but I think in general we're going to breeze past a lot of this. Sure. Partially because it's not good. Uh, and partially because it's not fun. Yeah, there we go. That's most of it. Uh, we are a comedy podcast. I'm going to dive in on the comedy parts. Sure. Before we start, I... Uh, and uh, th- honestly, this is a statement uh, on the film. Not a negative or positive, but I need another drink before we recap. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to firstly say, Alexander... That we open on a shot of Tom Hanks. Yeah, not named in this film anyway. Yeah. However, I do believe I like that I you are still pitching in from from across the room. Um, this is our first ever film where Tom Hanks is the first thing we see. I do not believe we have ever had Tom Hanks be the absolute first thing we see. Not Tom Hanks. Not Tom Hanks. Hanks. Uh, the young version of I think so, but not. Yes. So I believe in Big, the first shot is and, young uh, Tom Hanks. Splash is also the first thing we see is young Tom Hanks. That's weird. That's weird. There's two times where young Tom Hanks is the first thing we see in a film. But in this, we see Tom Hanks, who is playing an old Elijah Wood. Um, and he is... Um, his kids are playing out in a yard. Yeah. And they're... He, there's, they're having an argument. One, well, of them want, one of them wants to play. Sure. And, the, and he says, he promised he'd play. And yeah. Tom Hanks goes... Did you promise you play? And he's like, yeah, I did. But so what? And Tom Hanks is like, let me tell you a story uh, about quick, about why promises are important. Quick sidebar. Uh, and this is kind of relevant. Relevant enough, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, they're not actually in the backyard. Uh, they're in an airfield. Oh, yes, they are in an airfield. Yes. Yes, they're just at an airfield. Where that does become... Flyer. Yes. Fly. Yes. Um, now, sure. we've, we've explained the plot of this film. It is about yeah. two... Well, the broad plot no, no, of this film. No, 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 yeah. no, that was me giving just uh, sadness. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's it's about two children growing up in an abusive household with an abusive stepdad and then trying to escape that. So reminder here. Yeah. What has happened is Tom Hanks' kid were having a little little Sorry. little disagreement and they he says, let me tell you a little bit of thing about promises and proceeds to tell them the most fucking depressing story. Oh, and like, also a story in which... The central point is uh, undermined oh, all the time. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, he decides to tell this story. And this is where we'll start to start being very broad. But um, they're, they're, you've got young Elijah Wood and his brother, um, Tom Hanks and Rating, he's talking about how uh, daddy disappeared. That's not great. Yeah. Mummy seems sad, so they're just eating tubs of peanut butter in the back of the car. That's what they're doing. They, they move from uh, New Jersey to California. California. It's a long that's, car that's, drive. That's, that's east to west coast. That's a fucking long that's drive. several days. They, they go through, I think it's something like Oklahoma. 13 jars of uh, peanut, peanut butter. butter. 
Now, I want to dive in on one moment because there are there are about three moments in this film that are absolutely ridiculous and are sure. fun to make fun of. The rest of it is abuse. Not fun to make fun oh, of. We won't make fun of it. No, no, no. Um, but they visit um, a buffalo farm. Yay! <laughs> and it's... So fucking ridiculous. So firstly... A guy called Geronimo Bill, which is... I feel there are a lot of Native Americans out there who saw this bit and were like, fuck. Yeah, so there's a a buffalo there. And and so there's two ridiculous things about this. Firstly, little Eliza Wood goes, Mummy, why does he look sad? And the mum just goes, I guess it's sad when you're lonely. I'm like, Jesus Christ! This film yeah. is so on the nose with being depressing. Yeah. Then we have, no joke, a shot of the buffalo fucking crying. It's true. It's true. It's so just a I'm, close up of this buffalo literally crying. Guys. And I, so I was watching this. I was watching this the uh, the first third, half an hour of this on my lunch break, in my tutoring sessions today. Now. As I'm, I don't think I've mentioned this. So my teaching sessions are happening in a Marriott hotel because it's fucking insane where I've got my own room where I'm doing the teaching sessions. Again, all insane. But I literally cackled at this moment and then remembered that I'm fairly sure the family is next door. So they just heard me literally cackle at this moment. Um, yeah, so I'm uh, not, not the best impression. Now guys, if you think uh, this section of the film is, is just tone setting, it's just to show you the... At the beginning, Geronimo Bill again... Definitely not an actual Native American person. Geronimo is... Ah! This this shows my British history. I believe Geronimo was a... uh, Was a Native American um, fighter. I think in the Battle of Bighorn. That might be wrong. Yeah, no, no. I I know nothing. I am not able to give you any I think it's one of those um, weird... Not inaccuracies, but uh, odd things. Inappropriate. Inappropriate things. I may be wrong in maybe the American fights. If so, if you're American, please tell me. Uh, uh, we can have another section of Fred's thoughts. So anyway, sure. Um, so they're there. They, he, they move. They, they go get... in. Sorry, quickly. They they go into the farm. Whatever. <laughs> wait, wait. No, 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 it's a small bit of human kindness, and it does come up later. Okay. Several times. Uh, they go in. There. You know, the she says, "Oh, can we? Can we? Can we see the buffalo?" He's like, "Sure. It's twenty-five cents for the three of you." It's the sixties. That's a lot of money. She goes. I can't afford. Can they sit on the fence? It's probably set in the sixties. Yes, because you say groovy a lot. I did not notice that. Sixties, maybe fifties. But they do say groovy a lot, so I assumed it was the sixties. Oh, that makes sense. So Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks is in nineties modern day. Day, He's about thirty. Talking about talking about his youth. Anyway, Elijah Wood's like nine in this film, and they make him cry a lot. Oh no, true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I just brought that up out of nowhere. We were talking about the concept of time. I remember time is related to age. I thought Eliza was nine. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, so uh, look, the guy goes, that's fine. You can go in. It's, it's a special day. Our town's going for free. Nice bit of human comes to see Buffalo. Remember all of this. It comes up again at least twice. It's not time setting. It is referred to a couple of times. Yes. Um, they moved to California. Yes, they moved to California. They kind of start settling in the kids are starting to have a little adventures they're not having the best of time they've got uh, what is called a radio flyer yeah it, and you people may recognize this it's the little red wagon sure. that you like pull along lots of kids had it you'd keep in, stuff in, in it you'd drag it, it yeah in the states if, you, if you've seen any form of american television and uh, to our iranian listeners i apologize but everyone iranian? else yeah, they won't have uh, American TV. Okay. Everyone else does. <laughs> That's what I mean. If you're a radio, okay. you won't have seen that. Right. And you can listen to this. Um, uh, tell me if you can listen to this podcast in Iran. Please do. We'd love to have some radio. <laughs> says, come on the show. Why not? Um, so, yeah. Come on the show. <laughs> you fuck. 
Um, so yeah, they're selling in. They've got this little uh, radio flower, and it's what they drag around with them. It's where the title it's of the film comes from, and it becomes a yeah. central motif of the film. She finds a new man. He likes to be referred to as the king. The king is an alcoholic. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They get married. They get married. And, and then, then we he's discover he's an alcoholic. alcoholic. And how do we know this, Jamie? Uh, well, because he drinks a lot and then beats the shit out of the kids. That's true. But And literally, bro, I want to say, give or take three quarters of the performance, it is literally the man opens the, the door... Man. Gets out. Has the beer, takes out two beers at a time, closes it, and then walks off to get drunk somewhere. Yeah, so um, to breeze past the, the non-fun parts, we have bits mm. of, like, um, they're on a fishing trip, and then they're fucking the up, they didn't catch the, the kids are fishing, they fuck it up, and he one. just punches the little kid. So most, just, most of the abuse is aimed at the younger kid, yeah. not Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood then has to try and protect him. They also know that their mum is happy, so they don't want to report it to the police. And this sets off on them, or tell... Like yes, the mum about sure. it or anything and like that. And at this point, a promise, promise is made not to tell anyone about it. Yeah, kind of. This is the promise. Yeah, kind of. I so guess. we know early in the film when Tom Hanks was like, "It's important to keep promises." Yeah, I guess. I that, believe this is the promise. I did not catch that. I will take your fucking this is definitely word. One of the promises because they never, they explicitly never. Yeah, they, tell they do anyone. never tell anyone. Um, and so uh, they start to go on little adventures to get away. They um try to make some money they like go to a golf course with their radio flyer uh, and they start collecting golf balls they're also occasionally and selling the golf balls back to the golfers they're collecting the golf balls out the lake then selling them back they get like 25 cents and they're super excited it's kind of cute they're also occasionally bullied by local kids and bullied by local Hispanic kids specifically weirdly uh, hey hey it's a mixed group of kids of whom uh, no some one, no, agents, one of the group. One I believe one of the groups is exclusively Hispanic. That's true. In Spanish. in in the um, in the forest where they're like, yeah, oh, why are you Spanish. walking through here? This is my area. Um, and yeah, yeah tell them. To some of those kids in the background are white too. Are they? Yeah. And there's an Asian, there's one child who seems to be of uh, Southeast Asian origin. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, they start getting bullied and stuff. Um, there's occasionally more uh, examples of you know more abuse and shit. That's all great fun. Let's breeze past those. Um, trying to think it's, of anything. We need to. Uh, One thing we need to touch on is yeah. the myth of the radio flyer. Sure. Uh, they are told of a kid called like Joseph or something. It's called like Fleek. He's a Fleek. He's it's only because there's an F and an L and then like yeah. Come Fleek. Um, and so he rides down this hill. He makes his own like. Sure. Flying machine. No, no, no. He, he's on a bike. So he, he's on a bike. He's on a, he's on a bike, and basically, what happens is this is how the film begins. They talk it about got, the myth. They talk about this myth, and they're like, before we even got there, before anything else, there was this story about this kid, Fleek, who went down this really tall hill in California, and at the bottom was an old shack, which the roof had basically become a ramp, and over on the other side, over on the other side was an airfield. And he went down the hill, he went so fast. And he hit it, and he went up in the air, and for a second he flew. He was flying, and he landed on the other side. He crashed, but he was actually flying for a second. And that's the myth. That's the myth, yeah. Um, it does become relevant later. Uh, so, yeah, abuse gets worse oh, and cute stuff. Dog. There's a cute dog. There's a cute dog at one point. There's the second moment I want to zoom in on. And weirdly, it's both to do with the buffalo. Because did you think that buffalo wasn't coming back? Motherfucker, is he coming back in a dream sequence? Let's get American gods in your face, ladies and gentlemen. the weirdest scene in the film. Because 
it it sells itself as a fantasy film, and we will come back to this because it's probably I, the, yeah, it's it was, kind of the worst part of this film. It's not magical realism, it's, so I guess yeah. it's fantasy. So in a dream sequence, like everything is shaking, and then Elijah Wood wakes up in their bedroom. And in pops through the buffalo through the fucking window and a starts giant buffalo, giant buffalo, and starts fucking talking to him and giving him a pep talk and like how you have to protect little Bobby or yeah, whatever his fucking yeah. name and is. Like keep the secret yeah, and also secret. listen to him because he's yeah. special. Yep. And sweet, I'm gonna dip out and you'll never see me again. Bye bye. Yeah. Um, so that's the second most ridiculous part is, of this film. Again, uh, I referenced it a second ago. Literally a plot point in American Gods, and I can only assume Neil Gaiman. Has seen this film because <laughs> the film come, the book comes out. I want to say like five years later. So yeah, yeah Buffalo yeah. sequence. Yeah, Buffalo sequence. Um, basically, then the uh, the guy gets arrested. Um, oh he, yeah, he beats. It. At one point, um, they all the way through the first bit of the film, we're seeing like all these signs of abuse. He definitely hits a uh, young kid. He throws a stuff outside. The mum doesn't know. It's all terrible. They buy a monster potion. The money they're saving, they, they used to buy a bit of it. A monster potion to, to defeat the king. Because Bobby, uh, the young kid, is Bobby? Bobby, I Bobby, think. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, we'll it's call having, him Bobby. We'll call the young kid Bobby. Uh, it's having nightmares about him, so they get a monster potion. They, they put it on the stove. It explodes everywhere. They fix everything up. But the, the um, extension cord he seemingly uses to beat Bobby with, they put it in the oven so he can't find it. Guy comes back later, it's all cleaned up, so it's all fine, but he puts in a frozen pizza, turns the oven on for a frozen pizza, that melts. Uh, oh, young Tom Hanks, Elijah Woods, goes to go play some American football with Hispanic kids who beat the shit out of him. Yep. Aband- no, not abandons his younger brother, but like having to this point never left him alone, leaves him alone for one second, yep. half a second. And, uh, and in that leaving half a second, he gets beat up, and then also yeah, boy beats the shit out of um, sure, yeah, and uh, chases uh, him uh, down sure, uh, and um, to the point where he's in hospital yeah, and at this point the mum goes, well, they're in hospital, we see them in the hospital. The mum, the mum uh, says like he's in jail now, he's not coming back. I promise he's never coming back. They go home, they're playing a game which literally is called sorry. Um, which I, I like the touch of some set designers. Someone somewhere thought this would go play this yeah. ball game. Um, I've, we should mention the high dramatics of the um, the hospital bed scene because it is so over dramatic to the point that I think they make no, an eight year old boy cr- say like, "I don't want to die yet," and I'm like, "Fucking I hell, I Phil!" I don't remember them saying I want to. It's something to that. Here's to those my lines. thing. And this will come back, I think, in a discussion about the show, which will probably be more of this. I think with a lot of this, the high dramatics make sense because of the extent to which they decide to take this abuse. Yeah. And, like, so in that moment, uh, you know, dear listeners, honestly, the closest thing this film has to, and actually for me it was scarier than, is The Shining. It's it's a film about an abusive dad and these kids who are terrified of him. And whereas The Shining is kind of told from the mum's perspective, like, it's it's not, it's neither told, the kid is scary from the beginning half and dad is scary from the second half. Um, this is told entirely from the kid's perspective yeah. of how adults can be the most terrifying thing in the world to you. And also the thing you might have the most you can't really understand with the mum. And so I, I, the dramatics, I didn't mind so much, but yeah, but spoilers, the dad comes back. The mum's, yeah. the mum yeah, he's, him back. he's crying... The Tom Hanks does a little bit of um, narration where he says, like, oh, it's the first time I've ever seen a grown man cry, blah, blah, blah. She takes him back. 
Um, oh, has anything else happened before they so, did their final mission? So he was in jail. Uh, he's still in jail. He was off briefly, seemingly for. Oh um, yeah, for his mum's. Uh, his mum's funeral. Mum's funeral. So he and came for some reason, to... for some reason, when he's allowed out of prison for a mu- for his mum's funeral, which a I don't know whether they would allow, and b they then allow him to go but back so to the, the fucking house of the people he abused. Yes, yeah. because I load th- of bullshit. I think you were allowed. To, you. Maybe allowed to go visit, like, uh, uh, to go to a relative's funeral, but I feel it'd probably be, ex- uh, you'd be... Uh, Police escorted or yeah, something. Yeah, uh, uh, ex- ex- escorted. escorted. No, he wouldn't be exported. No, I know, it, it, my dyslexia kicked in there very hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and, yeah, that was, okay, sure, I get, you know, and again, as a narrative, um, people going back to their abusers, that's narrative that exists, that's a real, that's a real thing. Yeah. People, people find it hard to escape... Cool, cool, cool. I, was, I was trying to, you know, skate past. past the abuse. Yeah, Jamie, yeah, no, no. this is a movie about abuse. Yeah, Unfortunately, but we also didn't so have to review it, and we're also a comedy podcast. So we I did. Trying... He's properly in this film. Yeah, he's I know, but he's uncredited. Has... We could have easily Honestly, skipped it. He's in this film more than he was in our first episode. He's yeah. definitely in this film more than he was in Taxi. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff he's yes, in less. Yes, I in this know, film. Al, but I also don't want to talk about it. So. Fuck everything that happens in this film. They basically they build a flying machine. Yes, they, they build a flying machine. Bang bang, and they think shit. We'll get the young. We're going to take our away. radio. Yeah, we're going to take our radio flyer, and we're going to make it into a flying machine. And this is where this film goes fucking bonkers. I thought he was going to die. I thought the kid was going to die. I. They build I a think flying that might machine. have been a better fucking message. Like, so they build a flying machine and they get him up to the top of the hill. They get like they're, they're communicating through radio, uh, walkie talkies, and whatever. And he just fucking oh, pushes his little sure. brother down the hill. So, but, uh, they left a, a note to the mum. It's not a suicide note, but honestly, if you read it's that, like, you think it, it would it, be a suicide It's note. Elijah Wood's character saying, hey, we're going. Bobby's not... I'll come back. Bobby's, Bobby's not, not coming that back. That sounds like you're putting down Bobby in the yeah. forest, and so it's dark. Fucking push him down the thing, and you're like, are they going to fucking kill this kid? They don't kill this kid. The kid fucking flies. He fucking flies. Again, this is not really a fantasy film, and it... Like, if at this point, if he'd just flown and it was a metaphor, I would have been almost okay, okay with it. It's not a the, metaphor. It's not a metaphor. At the he literally at, flies at, away. No, no, no. See, this is the thing. At the beginning of the film, Tom Hanks says something along the lines of, uh, the truth of history is in the telling. Right? It's, so basically, the truth is in the eye of the holder. And all the way through the film, there's this narrative thing where he's saying... There are things which adults don't get, but kids do. That they're like that kids will understand that uh, you, at a young age you can fly almost. That that, that um, there can be monsters. That all these things can be real when you're six because these, these kids are young. The six and four maybe like seven. Uh, I think slightly older. Elijah Wood's like nine when he makes it. I reckon sure. they're probably like eight, eight, eight to eight and six or something six, like eight sure. and seven. Young, um, and it's it's meant to be in large part about imagination, about the way kids deal with things like abuse or trauma. And that's really tough. And, um, you know, it's... it's. I, he says that. He says it's in the other hold. And at the end, he says, that's how I saw it, at least. And I think the point's meant to be, this is, this is how I remember it as a kid. He literally flew away. But, but, but that not necessarily be true. That, that, that it is in stro- it is a again fan- not magical realism, but like it's a fantasy. Again, I would, ag- fantasy I would agree fantasy. with you if he like flew into the distance and that was it. But that's not how this film ends. Let me get, let, let's go through the rest of sure. this. So the mum turns up, yeah, and is like, "Where the fuck's Bobby?" And Eliza's like, 
that fucking way. He went that way. Cool. Look, it's fine. He's fine. The kid then sends a postcard that's like, hey, I'm fine. I'm doing all this. So and Bill. So Bill. So Do you Bill. Want to Bill? Yeah. I, I'm like, now I'm moving around the country. And then he describes how, like, then he continued to receive letters from him for the rest of his life. And like... Again, it's not treating it like a metaphor. No, it's, it's, treat- not, it's, not it's, a meta- it's not a metaphor. But it's, it's tre- unreliable. Let me, let me okay, bring or, you back to yeah, A-level, I know what a fucking A-level unreliable A-level narrator A-level is. English. Not even I A-level. know what an let unreliable narrator is. Year twelve. It's an unreliable narrator. He's, he's narrating you saying this is my this is my memory. Okay. This is, this is all my fiction for my kids. He, there's a framing device. He literally establishes it. This is how I remember it. This is what is my emotional truth. Okay. Well then, what I'm trying to get it's at a is scene the scene with a giant fucking buffalo. I get that. A that was in a dream, so anything that happens in a dream can still be presented and be unrealistic. There's a scene with a gi- there's a brief moment with a giant turtle turns out as a small turtle. That's an unreliable narrator. In the moment, it was huge. I'm was- not denying that it's unreliable narrator. Fuck out. All I'm trying to say is the message of this film is fucking shit. Yes. That's what I'm trying to get at, Al. Either either the message is literally he fled. Like, let's treat it as it's a reliable narrator. He, like, the way to get out of a child being abused is for the child to flee. Terrible message. Awful. Unreliable narrator. Let's take that as the thing. Then we're taking it as the kid fucking died. No, No, he ran away. But again, not... No, the no, no, good no. message. So here's my thing: the film as a message. I want to get it on that second. That's a bigger thing. Internally, as a message, is like not to say like it's not a, it's not a do, do does art have to show things with good morals? No, and that, I know that's not what you were saying. Although it feels like a film where it should be, but kids escaping abuse and either running away or maybe going to foster care or whatever it is. He ran away and went to the police and he said, hey, can I get into foster care? And he went into foster care, whatever that is. And that would all, I would argue, fall under. He he escapes and they don't know about him for a while and then he reports back. He sends cards once he's in maybe some kind of care. I don't know. I don't, I I, I appreciate, I'm giving this movie way way too too much much credit. Yeah, 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 I am. But I think to some extent that's what they're going for. Not a metaphor, but so much as I imagine, I remember him like, you know, he, he goes over the jump and then he just gets, he gets away from all their parents and he, he goes wherever he goes. We don't know, we don't know what happens to him, but we know he's okay. But, but again, he's not that's, necessarily that's okay. Pers- no, no, but sure, but he writes letters, right? Like that he, that he stays in contact, that he's alive, again within this petition. But I want to go back to the beginning of this film. Oh, yeah, Why is Tom Hanks telling this to his kids? Oh, yeah, this is this fucking weird. This has nothing to do with one brother having a toy and saying he'll lend it to the other brother and then not giving him the toy. He says he promised. He's like, but so what? Tom let Hanks me says, tell you about let promises. Let me tell you about my childhood abuse. This makes no sense. Is the promise that he made, I will not tell any adult about the abuse we are suffering because if that's a point... That's a really bad... That's a worse point than anything else in the film. If you are being abused, if you have been abused, please, please, please tell someone in authority who can help you. And additionally, if this promise is, I won't tell any adults about my abuse, all I'll do is tell fellow children 30 years later. It's it's The point of the film makes no sense. Oh, yeah, it fucking sucks. Unless he's trying to teach his kids... Have they just gone... 
That's the bit he says, oh, it's important to keep your promises. They gone, sure. Hey, you had a brother, right? Tell us about Uncle Billy. That would have made more sense. <laughs> that would have been a more or better... What is the promise other than that they promised not to tell about the abuse? That's a bad lesson to tell. My favourite thing about this is there is an alternate ending which was filmed and made and tested poorly, so they changed it. Which was that Tom Hanks took his kids and next to... The fucking, I think it's um, the first, yeah, the first ever Wright Brothers plane next to the Wright Brothers plane in a museum is the fucking radio flyer. And apparently audiences came out going, what? Honestly? (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? As like, because at least then we could have gone, it's magic, it's it's not magical realism, but on the spectrum between pure fantasy Something where, like, fucking orcs live, Sauron's out in the corner, he's like, I'm making this radio, it's all powerful. And on the other hand, like, Gabriel... You've watched maybe three seconds of Lord of the Rings, I think. (laughs) Are you calling me a fucking fake Lord of the Rings Rings girl? You fucking shit, I've read children are fucking hearing, you piece of shit. Sorry. (laughs) And on the other hand, Gabriel Garcia Marquez and, like, magical realism... At least with there actually being a flying car, it would have been more on the magical realism end of that spectrum, rather than there is no point to this film. I thought he was going to be dead. I thought they were. I, I thought he was either going to die or he would later go to visit his brother's grave, and that would be even more depressing. But at least it would make more sense. The film is. The, the film, film makes no depre- sense. The film is depressing. The film is a film about abuse, and it does not in any way early on present itself as that. No. And you think, okay, a film which does that, we're getting now into judgments of the film, so so uh, just to identify... Um, uh, we rate the film out of five, we rate Tom Hanks' performance out of five, we rate the Tom Hanks dig meter out of five. <laughs> and I will say, for the purposes of this... Well, we have. We'll get to it on the Tom Hanks stick we meter. We, yeah, we we don't know whether we'd include Elijah Wood. Because we'll discuss that. We'll discuss that, sure. we'll discuss that when we get sure. to Tom Hanks stick meter, but and finally we decide whether we put it in our Hanks bank. Sure. So to talk about this film from uh, as uh, is it a good movie? Is is it a, is it worth you watching? Watch Boyhood. Yeah, if way you, better. Film. If you want a film which is told from a child's perspective. And this is the entire. And there's some bits that's been really like the camera works really good. A lot. It's all shot from a child's. Nearly all it's shot from a child's height. So when you see this abuser, it is seen from three feet, three and a half feet up. You see like the middle of his shot. He picks the beer, whatever. You see what a kid's. What it feels like to be a kid in cinematic terms. And honestly, the worst abuse that Elijah Wood gets in this film is that fucking bowl cut. Yeah. <laughs> Awful haircut, man. Ooh. Oh. Oh, that's that's oh, but, that's rough. But a film like Boyhood, which is not necessarily about abuse, but contains abuse of the mother, like a, a, there is abuse in that film. Yeah, that's a way got a way better message, sure. way better well, yes. journey, way better the issue, film. The issue way with better film. this film for me is it horrifying? Yeah, it's horror. It is honestly, like, like I said, I was more scared of this film than I was The Shining. The the the, the villain of this film is terrifying. But it felt... What was the point? Like, yeah. what was the point of making me, it, like... It felt, like, gr- almost... Gratuitous is the wrong word, but it almost, was, like, well, no, but it was, violence for violence sake. But it's not It's not a naturalistic story, right? If it, if it was a story about the harness of men and the suffering of people, then the suffering at least would be, like, a document of actual suffering. 
if it was a magical realism story, if there was just happened to be, that not even they made the car, they just found a magical flying car and they escaped on it, that's a metaphor. We can work with that. But instead it's this film which depicts abuse in a really, at one point the dog, we mentioned him earlier, his name is, uh, Shane, Shane, or Shane, 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 which sounds awfully like, uh, honestly, I thought when they were saying King, they said Kane, um, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting metaphor, but at one point you think he's dead, the, 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 the abusive dad comes back home, and basically his first thing to do is hit this dog until there's blood on the outside walls, you see him in the floor panting. I thought this man brutally murdered this dog with a wrench. Like, yeah, it's it's except like, of course, you have you have to be able to show depressing and serious topics yes. on screen. But this is this, but this is, is to, that has no like it's targeted to kids. Yeah, there, it feels like there's no reason for showing it. It's aggressive and gratuitous in the way it show it shows it, and just being. Overly bleak for the in- that's that's the best thing I can call this film bleak. It's just it's fucking so bleak, it's and I give it zero out of ten. It's or five or whatever we rate these fucking films out of. It's so fucking bleak. It's not fun. There's no reason for the abuse. They don't show us any real positive ending. They don't show us better ways to deal with it. It just sucks. So here's here's my thing, and if we're going to schools. I, I have really committed this film, and I, and I appreciate that. I I wouldn't give it a zero because, and you know, you know how last week you were talking about I with the balance of the bounties, which I think I gave a zero. Yep. The thing is, my first and probably going to be my only zero. I couldn't see how that version of that film was made. I don't, I did not. I could not see how someone made that film. Yeah. And despite all the efforts and merits, despite all the effort that went into it, and of course that exists, zero. With this. I see. I can see every step. I can see every step with a with a. How would you buy that script? Not for a one point two five million, but I can see how you bought that script. Sure, is it as a script better than a lot of the ones we've seen so far? I can see how you cast that. I can see all the steps along the way. How this film got made. And I can't. And, and I and I don't think a film about abuse needs to show you a positive thing at the end necessarily. I can I can appreciate your point of view, and I I. I uh, but it can just be about like this is how you survive abuse. That sometimes kids... But, but surviving it is also... A, I don't think this shows that either. But a kid get, he gets away. He lives. Like, at least in the, when the emotional terms of the story, he lives. I, I maybe think it would make more sense had he died, but sure, he lives. But, but, but Elijah Woods, Tom Hanks, definitely survived. Yeah. So it's a story about survival and how kids can survive in imagination. I get those things. And may, had the ending been better... Maybe I like it more. I give it like a, I would give it a two, because, you know, it feels like the Goonies. The Goonies is a tough film. The entire premise of the Goonies is, every single one of these parents is going to be kicked off the place they live. And that's a tough. It's a tough film. I like. I like it because it's it's kind of nasty. It's these kids are desperately trying to find some gold so they can save their family's life, and they do. Jules Trevor's. And this is, and for me, I like, I like, I like the camera works really good. There's bits of it I really like, which like, there's no point talking about because it's not narrative. But like, it's well made. It's a lot better made than a lot of the films we've seen. Yeah. And I, I can appreciate, I hundred percent get why you'd say zero. I would just say two because for me, it's like, honestly, I think you should watch this because it's so bizarre. No. It's so bizarre. 
I just say don't so don't put yourself through it. There's it's and there's there there are films that are tough to watch, but there's reason to do it. I don't think there is reason to watch this film other than watching a buffalo fucking cry because that true. is hilarious. I want a counterpoint, and this is not a. Thomas, I would like it's not Thomas' performance. Okay. I think the kids in a, in a world and we've been in a world. And I want to. Uh, this is gonna be harsh. Uh, because it's specifically calling out a kid for the performance and a kid, like, how much can you call a kid for the performance? Oh, you can. Sure, sure, <laughs> I appreciate that. I've seen good kid but actors. I, that's, that's fair. That means if, if, sucky kid if, actors. If, if on the far end of kid performances, you have uh, Quenzeline, uh, I can't remember her name, but in A Beast of the Southern Wild, who at age five, she was five years old when she made that film, is phenomenal. And the other end, and this is why I don't want to be harsh, because, like, you can go as perform whatever, the kid in Valentine's Day. Uh, the the main kid, uh, Julia Roberts' son, uh, is the most precocious and hubristically no, hubristically is the wrong word. Awfully American character and performance you could possibly see. And that's look again, you could grow blah, blah, blah. or like add in any of the child actors ever been on EastEnders. Sure, sure, and, uh, and you know basically what I'm saying is like stage kids, kids yeah. who are giving such a performance they no longer seem like children; they seem like adults playing child. Yeah. I think that I think Elijah Wood and his co-star gave pretty good performances. Yeah, I think right. I can see how Elijah Wood continued to be a successful child yeah. actor. I think the other kid goes on to have the other kid goes on to have a career as well. I can't I, remember what he did, but my, he does. Part of my sympathy for this film may be that the kid looked like my best friend as a child. This is the younger kid. That maybe that made me like the film more than I appreciate that. But I thought they gave gave for kids yeah. at times. Honestly, like brilliant performances yeah, no, as good. children. And I can see, so that is for me the redeeming, that's the redeeming quality. There is something in this film that I'm like, if you want to see young Elijah Wood, a guy who is in weird stuff, other than all the rings, is in very weird things. Low, I would say low, and it makes it not necessarily offensively bad, which I would say in zero, or, or, or awfully bad, but is in the two, you wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend you pay it. Two for me is like, don't give money for this. Don't give money for this. If it's on on TV, watch it. No, because don't I to listen to me. The voice of reason. Tom Hanks's performance out of sure. five. Three. I mean, but I want to give a quick comment. This oh my the, god! No, I think this is the beginning of Tom Hanks's transition from this weird period where Tom people are trying to make Tom Hanks have sex with people. The question is, does Tom Hanks fuck in this movie? No, I, Tom uh, Hanks. Does. Not in the movie, but I guess he has, I, he he, has two well, kids. He has two children, so he has fucked, but he does not fuck in this movie. I appreciate that. Um, I think this is tr- he's the, the major bit of his transition into a dad. I think this is... I like, mean, I don't think this film he is... He looks different. He doesn't look... They don't make him a sex... Al, this film made for... Like, ten people saw this film, Al. This did not change anything about Tom Hanks' no, but, career. Uh, no, 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 I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not saying it changed it. I'm not saying public perception of what I'm saying is some casting guy somewhere or woman sat down and thought we want Tom Hanks for that bit and I, I that's a change that Tom Hanks is no longer being this kind of weird early 30s mid 30s early late 20s-ish character we've seen He's him a, play dads he was a dad in uh, whatever that the burbs he was dad in the burbs yeah but, but even then like his father he was a dad in the burbs sure but I just like saying that he was a dad in the burbs. He was a dad it's, in it's the about, burbs. It's a very orally nice sounding phrase. He, lived he was a dad in the burbs. Uh, he was a dad in the burbs. But 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 even then, like his fathership is a secondary thing. It, it's his obsession with the the house, the, the, the 
kind of defines him. Here it's, he's a dad, and he seems like it. And that, for me, feels like the people who for a long time, and the things we didn't like about Tom Hanks films, that he's meant to be this weird, sexy guy, that when we ask the question, does Tom Hanks fuck in this movie, he fucks in this movie, I feel something's begun to ch- begun to change. Anyway, uh, so I said three. Yeah, three... Whatever he can't he's, he's, he's a fucking vol- he's a fucking voiceover. He's uncredited. This, so he's, like, uncredited. he's at the beginning and the end, and he's a fucking narrator. Who fucking gives shit? Again, Tom Hanks sticked me to sorry. What out you of five, uh, really, the, the children who played his his kids are more credited in this film than he is, and yeah. they are less of it than he is. Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks sticking me in out of five. Are we including Elijah Wood's character? One word answer: yes or no. With Elijah Woods, no. Okay, so it's just Tom Hanks as an adult. He, oh, yes, fucking. Yes. Oh, he's like a five. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he just ruins his kid's day. Yeah, <laughs> his yeah. kid's having fun. Telling a nonsensical story about his abuse. And oh my God, this makes no sense. There's like, no point to the story. I am not saying that people shouldn't be allowed to share their stories and of you abuse. Should, you should. But you know what? Time and place. Don't use it to make a point where you're About not making promises. a point. If the point is I should have kept my abuse a secret, that's a bad point. I don't understand this film. Yeah, it's a five. Absolute five. Hanks Bank. What, what do you give him out of five on Digmeter? Oh, five. With cool. An adult, as a child. Hanks Bank. Overall, no, but as a ch- As, as overall, Tom Hanks' Hanks- character as an adult, what Tom five. Hanks actually plays, five. Um, <laughs> Hanks Bank, no, fucking isn't, Al. Fuck off. No. So, this no, no, no. this is already so long. I'm no, so no, no, angry no, no, no. that this is going to be one of our longest episodes where we've talked about fucking abuse for most of it. I hate you. This is your fault. We could have breezed past Jamie, the abuse. Like, this could have been a film where we I said they want, met a wanna... buffalo twice and then he went flying and that would have been enough. Look, like the, all the works of Shakespeare, uh, all of humanity is in here, is in the house. Oh, fuck off. And uh, but no, it's not the Hanks Bank. I don't want the aliens to see this. There'll okay. be better sad Tom Hanks films in the. Scene. So when we don't put a Tom Hanks film in the Hanks Bank, we have to find something that is going to redeem humanity this week and stave off the alien invasion for seven more days. Alexander, what is saving the humanity this week? Um, uh, look, uh, paying for journalism. Um, I subscribe subscribe to the New York Times, um, but I would recommend this, right? Uh, if the whole world is very complex and, the, and and it's very difficult to consume and if you want to get your news on YouTube, I know that Twitter sometimes feels like the best place I know that Reddit, Reddit sometimes feels like the best place but uh, abuse and trauma and all this stuff is not exposed unless you pay journalists to do their job so go out there and either buy a fucking newspaper get a year subscription to The Guardian or whatever but if you want to continue having people hold people to account Pay for your journalism. Journalism will keep us, and proper journalism will keep us safe from the aliens. Cool. Um, mine is uh, parents that are too rich know what to do with their money and so throw it at me instead. That is what is saving humanity this week. Oh, baby. Oh, baby, do I love a parent that has too much money and their kids struggling a little bit at school, so they're like, fuck it. Throw money at the problem. Throw your money at me. Yours is throw money at journalists. My thing is throw money at me. You were going to make a point, Alexander. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I'm happy that people pay educators. Screw it. I'm fine with that. I, I, paying with educators is great. 
overpaying educators is even better. Yeah. Um, and so with that, you, you are about to throw money at me, I think. Yes, Alexander is now throwing money at me while I try to... Speak, monkey! Seeing, seeing if I can still do my professional duties. So you can follow us at Al. Fuck, Jamie B. Lockson and Al underscore Z's underscore stuff. You can follow us at... I think that one went in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> you, you can follow us at at Hangsbang for that me in the ear. Um... Please uh, tweet about us, tell your friends about us, rate and review us on iTunes. Throw money at me. If you see me on the street, throw money at me. Go dance, monkey. I will gladly accept it. I'll dab for you if that's what you want. If you're going to throw money at me, even if it is coppers and money that... (laughs) Did that hit my head and then hit the mic? (laughs) Even if your money is... A 2p coin uh, and then three pieces of money that are not legal tender in this country. Please throw money at me. Throw money at us. Follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends about us. We do, despite the fact we spend far too long speaking about abuse occasionally and occasionally make podcasts that I think are far too long but Al thinks are just right. Yeah. We do think we're making something vaguely fun and funny here so on occasion. Know, I, You know, I, I bear my soul uh, for this podcast and I reveal embarrassing secrets for this podcast so it would be great if more people could listen to our embarrassing secrets so please do tweet about us, tell your friends about us and with that are you going to do your thing that you always do? Sure. Uh, if you have suffered abuse, please tell us. No! And uh, that's not a joke. It's very I important. know! My God, Al! We, were, we so nearly saved it! We so nearly ended on a high note! We I know! It's not! But we've covered that! We've done the depressing thing! We didn't we, say the last depressing thing, which is, if, if, if you have ever suffered it, please tell someone. Uh, that's the important part of the journey. Also, no! This is a comedy podcast! Well, we tackled a very tough I know, and we already tackled it, and I ripped us back into some comedy. You did a very funny bit, you threw some money at me, and then literally, literally seconds before the end, you were like, time to crash it back down. I'm sorry, sad boy bitch boy. It's fine, I am a sad boy bitch boy, and with that... I'm a sad boy bitch boy. Over across from me is a sad boy big man. <laughs> That's one more ep in the bank. What was the name of your first podcast? No! Hans Bank.